This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Talking Property is proudly brought to you by the Johannesburg Social Housing Company, Josh Cole. Let's talk inheritance. What do we need to know about inherited property? Inheritance, by definition, is the practice of passing on private property, titles, rights, obligations upon the death of an individual. The rules of inheritance differ among societies and have changed over time. The testator, the individual signing the will, can bequeath his or her property to any person or persons by drawing up a will. The heirs who inherit property are typically children, descendants, spouses, other close relatives of the descendant. Now, spouses typically are not legally considered to be heirs as they are instead entitled to properties via marital or community property laws. Uh, While home inheritance is beneficial for most recipients, others may experience financial difficulty due to the estate or inheritance taxes. Let's get to the bottom of it and understand all the ways that inheritance works or doesn't work for you. You can call us on 0861987000 as we speak to property lawyer at STBB, Hopewell Satehe. Welcome. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you for having me. Okay, so let's delve into the different mm. common ways to pass a property on to your heirs. Sure. So property in South Africa is only transferred via the deeds office. You know, that's the only way that property can be transferred in terms of a public notice, whatever the case may be. So uh, in terms of inheritance, we have different ways, obviously, in terms of a will. Uh, so uh, a person can then draft a will to say that uh, whatever property I own, what has to be transferred to a particular person. And then we have interstate. Uh, so interstate is when you don't have a will. So then property is transferred by virtue of being related to the deceased. And a person can then also transfer property by means of a trust. So they can then say in the world that the property will go to a particular or will will be owned by the trust for the benefits of the beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay, so uh, explain that interstate Mm. succession a little bit more for us. Okay, sure. So in terms of common law, uh, property... uh, Beneficiaries or person can only benefit if they're blood relatives of the deceased. So the Interstate Succession Act then came into being, where essentially it extended to spouses. So if you're married to a person and adopted children. So interstate, as I said, essentially means that if you are related by blood to a particular person, then you can inherit and then a wife by virtue of marriage and then adopted children. Okay, this is mm. very interesting because adopted mm. children... Yeah. Not by blood. Yeah. Is there particular paperwork, birth certificates, that yeah. type of thing that are necessary? Yeah. So, so adoption has to go obviously through the legal uh, process and everything else, yeah. uh, whether it be a court process, whatever the case may be. But uh, interesting enough, so if you are adopted, as soon as you are adopted, then you can't inherit from your from your uh, natural parents. So, in other words, your parents that you uh, that birthed you, but you can inherit only from your uh, adopted parents. So, the mm. way around that possibly yeah. is what someone's got to name you in their will. 
No, so so in terms of uh, the children in yes. particular, you have to be adopted legally, adopted legally rather. Sorry, that is. Yes, uh, but if your yeah. biological parents still wanted to leave something to you yeah. somewhere, no, absolutely. absolutely, they could write you up in their no, will. No, in their will, absolutely, yeah. they can yeah. absolutely do that. But in terms of interstate, as soon of as course, you get adopted, then you can inherit from your parents that gave birth to you. I mean, I think this stuff is so fascinating. Yeah. What happens if the property owner? Passes away mm. without a will, yeah. without children, but with a partner they lived with, they weren't married to. Yeah, so with that one, there's what we call a reciprocal duty of support. So because you're not married, uh, I mentioned before, like in terms of common law, uh, it's only blood relatives that uh, get to inherit, right? But then the Interstate Succession Act then came into being and says that if you are a spouse of a person, then you can inherit by virtue of marriage. So, um, but... If you're not married to a particular person, uh, then you can't legally inherit the mm-hmm. property. But you can lay a claim uh, if you can prove that there was a reciprocal duty of support. So what that means is that if you lived with the person uh, as a, in a permanent life partnership, as it were, it's only if uh, there was an obligation for you to maintain or to support each other that you can lay a claim uh, at executorship level. Now, how do you prove that? Well, so as I suppose it can be like, look, uh, we lived in one common household. We bought groceries together. Or if I wasn't working, it's easier, I suppose, to prove if one of the spouses isn't working, right? It can be like, look, this person supported me and there was a duty of this person to support me while I was still alive, while he was still or she was still alive. So therefore, I'm laying a claim on the estate. So it's almost as if it's a liability uh, in the estate where the person... So you're sure that they bought you groceries? I suppose groceries is is, is a a easier example to use, but it's a case of did the person have a duty to support? But I guess if he bought me groceries, you know, and it doesn't relate only to to people that are working. If we're both working and we contributed to the common household together, you know, for example, I'll say, look, uh, I'll pay for the bond. You pay for the cars. Right. You know, uh, uh, once every so often we, we go out on holiday, I'll contribute this and the other. So it's just a matter of uh, did the person have a duty to support each other, as it were. Fascinating. Yeah. That would have to be escalated to court, though. So so at, at, at the point that a person is deceased, then you can lay claim uh, with the executor. So they can say, look, because uh, what, what usually happens or what, what happens during when a person is deceased is that um, there'll be assets and liabilities. So the executor's job is then to say, look, uh, we call it a liquidation and distribution account where they'll say, look, these are the assets, these are the liabilities. In terms of uh, uh, duty of support, it'll be a liability in the estate uh, to say that this person is is entitled or is required to be paid this particular amount that the estate has to pay. That's with a will. So with or without a with will. With or without a yeah, will. Yeah. Okay. So I suppose it'll be, uh, as I said, a liability. So what's going to happen is that if there is a will, then whoever's entitled to inheritance in terms of the will will, will get the inheritance and it will be the liabilities. Oh, net, actually. In fact, let me okay. put it that way. It'll be net, obviously. So it'll be whatever needs to be uh, sent, paid to whoever the heir or legatees will be paid. And then uh, the uh, maintenance claim will then be paid before any uh, distribution is made. Hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm. Um, grab your headphones, sure. Hopewell, and let's speak to Zico. Uh, we're talking inheritance. We're talking the pros and cons. We're talking about your scenarios or situations that you find, either interstate or otherwise, uh, with Hopewell Satake, who's in studio with us. Hi, Zico. Hi, Bobby. Good. How are you? Good, thanks, Emilio. Uh, good. So go ahead. What's good, your good. question about um, yeah. wills? Bobby, no, no, no. So uh, 
what are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about uh, inheritance. Sorry, inheritance. <laughs> inheritance. I, I'm focused inheritance. now. Hello. Yes. Yeah. So, but we wanted to buy this house, which is an inheritance for the, a, a particular family. Okay. So now the kids are still alive, but now the house belongs to their father. Their father who seems passed away. But now the issue is their father also included his brother on the names of the house. And the brother is also passed away. How do we go about buying that house? All right. Um, did you catch all the steps? I did, I, yeah. did, I did. So in terms of buying uh, property in the name of the estate, whoever is an heir or legatees has to then consent or agree. So if, if for example, what's going to happen in that situation will be a sale as opposed to an inheritance. So whoever was entitled to the property, the kids, for example, um, half of the properties and then the brother. Um, so I suppose in your scenario, you said there's a will in place that names the brother. Uh, and mm. the brother would then... Because uh, they predeceased, the brother has passed on. Uh, it'll then be go to ever. Uh, so what's the in the brother's will? Uh, no, in in the deceased's will. Yes. So he's saying that it was named. The brother was named as the beneficiary mm-hmm. uh, of 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 the house. So the brother has then deceased was deceased. So it'll then move to to the next person who the brother, the descendants of the brother, mm. you know, as it were. And then what's gonna happen is that the descendants of the brother would then have to consent to the sale. And then the master, what's going to happen is that the master will then have to consent or uh, uh, the power of attorney for the passing of the transfer, the master will then have to endorse it uh, to the effect that they consent or they agree to the property. So long story short, it has to be bought for, it has to be done via a normal sale where the uh, heirs consent and the master then endorses the power of attorney. Does that make sense to you, Zico? Yeah, it does. Thanks mm. a lot. Okay, thank you very much. Hi. Let's speak to Bapila, who is in Hammondskrell. Hi, Bapila. Hi, thanks for taking my call and hello to the guest today. Mine is just a, a short question. Mm. I wanted to find out because if customer marriages are in community of property mm-hmm. um, by their nature automatically, I wanted to find out if also the adoption of the children they are automatic because, you know, in our traditional uh, thing, we say we have a man. So I wanted to find out if mm. is it also automatic or like you still need to go through a process of adopting them. Thanks very much. Pastor. So if you are in a customary marriage, is the adoption of the children that automatic. come into the marriage automatic? Yeah. So, look, uh, the reason why we have well, customary marriage is recognized is because there is a particular act that provides that the, the customary marriage is recognized for all intents and purposes, right? So, uh, unfortunately, we're at that point where uh, customary marriage is not necessarily in sync with common law or uh, the laws, certain laws of South Africa. So, uh, adoption in South Africa is only done through a code process. So it has to be a code process that recognizes the person as the adopted uh, child, um, as it were. Yeah. That's very interesting yeah. because that's also that's the the Children's Act. That's yeah. a whole bunch of other it's stuff. A whole bunch, absolutely. That's that exactly are in it. the mix. Yeah. I hope that yeah. answers your question, but it's really fascinating, always eye-opening. Can the rights to inherited properties be challenged? based on factors like undue influence, mental capacity of the deceased, or irregularities even in the execution of the mm. estate, Hope. Yeah, I suppose there's two scenarios, right? So there's mm-hmm. a scenario of interstate where the person doesn't have the will. Mm-hmm. So because they haven't drafted a will, there wouldn't be issues of, of I suppose, uh, um, insanity and whatever the case may be. So the only situation in interstate would be what we call blood hands. So a person who, so say you, worst, worst case scenario, 
is that you are a daughter or the son and then you kill your dad you know by you can't then inherit from having killed your 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 dad um so that's it's called blood blood bloody hands if you're found guilty well, yeah, if you find guilty, <laughs> if you find guilty, <laughs> the movie's playing in my head. Oh, so the law provides for the that. The law provides for that. So that's that issue in terms of interstate. Yes. So in terms of testate, uh, that I mean, rigorous regulations to or law to say that, uh, for example, if you are named a, a legatee in the will, then you can't be a witness. So if they name if they name you as a beneficiary, let me put it that way, in the will, so then you can't be a witness uh, by. But what I suppose, do you mean you can't be a witness? So a, a will has to be signed by two people. Oh, I see. So, yeah. Okay, so a you, witness in the will. In the will. A witness in the will. So not if, in this fictitious court case oh, we no, found for no, killing no, no, no. the father. No, yeah. no, no. So, so okay. yeah, if you are named beneficiary in the will, then you can't witness, physically witness the will um, and, 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 and whatnot. So insanity uh, speaks to, I suppose, capacity. So if you are insane, you, can't co- if you are insane, you can't contract. For example, so if you are found to be insane, then the likelihood of the world being declared invalid is likely to be so. And the person can challenge that in court. Okay. Um, mm. But, you know, insanity means what? Well, so so inter- insanity in the legal sense yes. means that you've been declared in, uh, um, incapable of, uh, for example, if you're incapable of, 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 of managing your own affairs. Or if you're a, psych- a psychologist or psychiatric, yeah. Yeah, a psychiatric yeah. expert. Expert, like, names you uh, uh, insane and they declare you as such in court, then um, you, the stuff that you've done or that you did when you were... Um, um, when, when you are doing whatever needs to be done, can be is would be declared invalid. Listen, Hopewell, we all grew up with the bold and the beautiful <laughs> yeah. and our lives. And, yeah. and so these extremes mm. always will capture the imagination. Yeah. How often does that kind of thing happen in reality? Look, I mean, it happens uh, at once every so often. And you find particularly, uh, you know, with families and wills and, and inheritance, the likelihood of fight, fighting taking place is, yeah. is, is, is it happens we see it more often than not yeah. uh, particularly with customary marriage you spoke about that yeah. where you know at more often than not I've seen cases where uh, the families of the deceased would say look you weren't married customarily mm-hmm. so therefore you can't inherit or whatever the case may be so there are fights fightings that takes place mm. especially when stuff are not written down um, you know customarily or when stuff is written down even you know people are like look uh, I don't think my son would have, you know, uh, named or done this in the world, so therefore we're going to declare it. Mm. Or daughter, for that matter. So wills are vital. Absolutely important. Absolutely critical. Yeah. And especially if you want your assets to be dealt in a particular way after you're deceased, then it's important that you do that. Okay, so what are you saying in your will when it comes to mm. inheritance of property? Because you said that property mm. can only be transferred via the deeds office, the deeds right? Office, so there's, yeah. all, there's transfer duties, there's payments that need to be made, or how does it work in this yeah. case? So, so unfortunately, with, with uh, transfer of, of deceased as, as estates, particularly property, is immovable property, that is, is that transfer duty is exempt. Mm. Oh. So there's no transfer duty payable. Interesting. Yeah, so so what would happen is there are two ways of doing it, and the deeds office is quite technical. There's a normal transfer, so in the same way that you'd buy a property, we do that process uh, going forward to transfer the property into the name of the DC, uh, of the heir. And for particularly those that are married in community of property, there's what we call an endorsement. So an endorsement is when uh, the deeds office endorses the property to say that the full property is belongs to the person who 
who is alive. Mm. Yeah. Um, so mm. any fees or duty taxes, anything like that? So, so, so in the hands of the is there's no transfer duty, as okay. we said, but there's what we call a state duty that is payable, yes. but it's What's over that? a certain amount. So we're saying that if your property, if your estate is worth 30 million, for example, then you're going to pay a certain percentage on that. But then there's a rebate of, I think, 3,500,000 rand. That's then to be corrected. But it's, 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 it's a particular figure where they say, look, if your property is worth this much and uh, 3.5 million mm. uh, is then you are exempt from paying uh, estate duty. You know, Hopewell, I'm mm. having a reaction because yeah. when your loved one is passed, mm. you're in a vulnerable state. Mm. Who is supposed to hold your hand through each and every one of these yeah. possibilities? Yeah. Look, I mean, I think most people don't even think about such things at yes. that point. You know, we really just want to um, uh, get the funeral going, get everything done and, and whatever the case may be. But fortunately, with winding up the estate is that there is a time period that, you know, you don't have to necessarily uh, immediately when a person passed on. Now you're thinking, I want I want these things and whatever the case may be, just more do what needs to be done. And then there is a process. There are lawyers that are involved you know, who could assist a person if they need uh, assistance. You know? Okay. Yeah. So it's a process. So the long story short is w- like it's a process. Would you pay for as well? Pay for the... Attorneys, lawyers. Well, so, 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 what? So, 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 so uh, in terms of executive or uh, winding up the estate, the fees are payable per, per tariff, you know, and it's paid um, obviously by the estate in terms of, um, whatever needs to be done. But the only thing that there is, I suppose, we'll have to pay is transfer fees, the actual transfer of the property into the name of the heirs or legatees, as it were. Why am I confused? Didn't you just say that there aren't transfers? No, or so, what so, is there not? Yeah. So so in the same way when uh, there's transfer, let's speak, for a stupid example, transfer duty versus VAT. So there's the, a VAT or there's revenue that we pay to SARS. Mm-hmm. So that's not payable. The only thing payable is the fee to transfer the I property. I see. I yeah. was confused. Yeah. I, I didn't quite catch that. All yeah. right, I yeah. understand. So that, that transfer still exists, but there is a portion of it that would ordinarily exist mm. that does not in this case. Yeah. Let's quickly speak to Tulani, who's in Rastenburg. Hi, Tulani. Hi, Bobby. How are you? Good on you. I'm fine. I just wanted to check if the, if the, the, the will supersedes the, the trust uh, the, the, the document. Say, for instance, you put your, your your property in a trust, family trust. Yeah, I think your your radio's on. Everyone's saying your radio. Yeah, I'm getting the your radio's on, so we can't hear you. Go ahead, Tulani. Asking if the, the hello, can you hear me? Yes. I was asking if the the the, the will supersedes the family trust. Okay. If say your property is under the family trust, and then. Will uh, you are no longer there, and then but you got the, the the will. Does it supersede the trust? Interesting. Sure. So um, mm. we must remember that you can only bequeath, or you can only give what what is yours, right? Mm-hmm. So if if something doesn't belong to you, then you can't name a beneficiary. So in terms of trust properties, even though you may have owned the property previously, as soon as you then transfer it into the name of the trust, then the property is no longer yours. 
It's for the benefit of the beneficiaries. So your will there, your, the trust supersedes the will. Well, no, I wouldn't supersede even, the wrong word. Uh, supersede Replace. is the wrong word in the sense that uh, you no longer own that property. Yeah. So whatever you, so say maybe for example you had a will in the beginning and you said this particular property then has to go to my kids, and then you transfer the property, the same property to the trust. Then you, the property is no longer yours. Yes. You know, you can't. So you it's can't, not yours to It's not just you to bequeath. It, it was yours in the beginning, but it's now it's no longer yours. There we go. Almost yeah. says, very interesting chat. I wrote my whole MBA on succession planning as an imperative to business continuity. This thing of succession battles amongst previously disadvantaged is so sad. It is. It, it, yeah. it, it, it's quite sad, especially, you know, your f- family homes, family houses, as it were. You know, you find that our families are still registered or the houses are still registered in any of our grandparents because yeah. we just don't do what needs to be done of transferring the properties to the rightful heirs. And it gives problems in terms of raids and all these sort of things where the property is stored in the name of, of, of the grandparents. Mm. You know, that's something that we, we needs to be done um, from, from, from a legal perspective, as it were. What a powerful conversation. Hopel yeah. Sateche, thank you very much for being here with us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Property lawyer at STBB, Hopel Sateche, as we talk about what you need to know about inherited properties on Power Lunch. Talking Property was proudly brought to you by the Johannesburg Social Housing Company, Josh Cole. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.